the weather forecast brought to you by Port Vauban, Europe's largest marina. Sunny with a gentle breeze, highs of 22 to 23 degrees along the coast in Monton, Monaco and Nice. A sunny and light winds in Saint-Tropez, highs of 23. This evening going down to 13 degrees with clear skies. The outlook for Friday and heading into the weekend remaining fine tomorrow. Sunny intervals on Saturday and light cloud on Sunday, highs of 21 to 23 degrees. The sun will rise here at 7.33 and sets this evening at 2 minutes past 7. In London and Paris today, 19 degrees with sunny intervals. Dublin, 17 degrees and light rain, and Brussels, 18 degrees and sunny. The weather forecast brought to you by Paul Vauban, welcoming you all year round, whether it's for a short or a long stay, or even if you're looking to secure a long-term berth. For all yacht sizes up to 160 metres, find out more at leportvauban.com. Seven minutes past seven o'clock. Good morning. You're listening to the Full English Breakfast Show on Riviera Radio. I'm with you from now until ten o'clock. A top news story in France is that France's Energy Regulation Commission has announced that while French gas reserves are full for this winter, it calls on the population to make a huge collective effort to cut down on energy consumption. In sport, Formula One's governing body has delayed the publication of its inquiries into whether any team breached the sports budget cap last year. More on those stories coming up at 7.30. Also in this morning's show, I'll be telling you about the letter written by a thought-to-be drunk Queen Victoria and using an early form of text speak is expected to fetch over £1,500 at auction. Also, why stroking dogs is good for you, not that you need an excuse, and the most popular baby names in England and Wales have been revealed. Uh, coming up, we'll have this morning's entertainment news. It's Thursday, so it's property services throughout the day on Riviera Radio. And we're talking business this morning between 8 and 9, as I have the pleasure of being joined by the CEO of Barclays, Gerald Mathieu, and Henk Potts, live in the studio. All of that and lots more. And also, I'll be announcing uh, the Feel Good Friday theme for this week. We're starting this hour with a bit of magic from Queen. It's a kind of magic. It's a kind of magic, a kind of magic. One dream, one soul, one prize, one gold, one golden glance of what should be. It's a kind of magic. One shaft of light that shows the way.
traffic and travel. Brought to you by Monaco-Occasions.com. Taking a look at the roads, it's already slow moving coming into Monaco off the A motorway. Uh, the tunnel there is currently closed and slow moving after exit 58, Rockerbrune, heading towards Aix-en-Provence. Uh, the trains uh, so far this morning, uh, there's just that five minute delay as always on the 726 at Nice de Grasse. And at Nice International Airport, there's a 10 minute delay on the arrivals. That's the 820 expected in from Munich. We'll be landing 10 minutes later at 8.30. Traffic and travel, brought to you by Monaco-Occasions.com, offering the largest range of prestigious vehicles in Monaco, with over 200 available used cars. Seventeen minutes past seven o'clock, and in this morning's entertainment news, uh, the use of "Moving On Up" as introductory music for the Prime Minister in the UK has left its creators livid and frustrated. Liz Truss walked onto M People's 1993 hit before addressing the Conservative Party conference in Birmingham. The Manchester Group's founder, Mike Pickering, said he hoped Miss Truss uh, took note of the lyrics, as it was about "Go and pack your bags and get out." Uh, the Prime Minister. As press secretary has said she had personally selected the song as her walk on music. Moving on up was the second single from M People's Mercury Music Prize winning album Elegant Slumming and reached number two in the UK charts back in 1993. It became an international hit for the band, making the top ten in Ireland, France, Australia and Israel and breaking them into the US top 14. And the featured on a number of film tracks including the full Monty and the First Wives Club. Two acts have recorded versions of the Beatles' debut single at Sir Paul McCartney's childhood home uh, to mark the 60th anniversary of the song's release. Uh, released on October the 5th, uh, 1962, Love Me Do reached number 17 in the UK and number one in the US two years later. Uh, jazz singer Nee Maxine and indie pop band Traits performed an, in Liverpool where the track was written by Sir Paul and John, uh, John Lennon. Uh, that's this morning's entertainment news. What day is it? October the 6th is known as Noodle Day and Mad Hatter Day. Bring it on. And this day in history in 1889 the Moulin Rouge opened in the Jardin de Paris at the foot of the Montmartre Hill. On this day in 1968 the first three places in the US Grand Prix uh, were taken by uh, British drivers Jackie Stewart and Graham Hill. And on this day in 1978 Anne Dads became London Underground's first woman tube driver. And did you know that on this day in 2010, Instagram was officially launched. Oh, uh, the social media application gained 25,000 users on just its first day. And if it's your birthday today, then you celebrate with actress Britt Eklund, who is 81, and goalkeeper Bruce Grubbler, who is 65. The birthday uh, quote... Every experience makes you grow. Happy birthday if it is your birthday today. And it's time to tell you what the Feel Good Friday theme is this week. It's all about favourite things. Now, not your favourite song, but a song which is about or mentions your favourite thing. 
It can be your favourite city, I love Paris, Ella Fitzgerald. Your favourite colour, Madonna and True Blue. Or your favourite car, Janis Joplin and Mercedes-Benz or even your favourite season, etc, etc. Uh, studio at rivieradio.mc if you'd like your request played tomorrow morning during the Feel Good Friday edition of the Full English Breakfast Show, all about favourite things, a song that mentions your favourite thing, be it a colour, a season, a car, a person, or a city, or anything you want. Here's your first prequel, seeing as my favourite colour is blue, even though I'm not a Chelsea supporter. Madonna and True Blue, 721. The Full English Breakfast Show on Riviera Radio. New sport and weather's coming up. As it was on Riviera Radio, taking your requests for tomorrow's Feel Good Friday, all about your favourite things. Not your favourite song, but a song which has or talks about or mentions your favourite thing. Good morning to Brett here in Monaco. Morning, Sarah. This week, I'd like to request, have you ever had it blue by the Style Council, as blue is my favourite colour. Morning to Rob. Uh, C'est la vie by Greg Lake, as the Lake District is my favourite place in the world. Very good. Keep them coming. Morning to Alan in Vence, who says,
says, may I suggest The Race by Yellow. Edward says, can I have I Love My Dog by Cat Stevens for the French Riviera Animal, Animals Association and as always for Lucky and Banjo. Uh, morning to Graham in Antibes. Uh, Chasing Cars by uh, Snow Patrol as I love Formula One. Or Forever Autumn by Justin Hayward. Autumn being one of your favourite seasons, I suppose. Uh, morning to Robert, Captain Robert. Uh, good morning, Sarah. You're my favourite waste of time. Owen Paul, like that one, and it's got favourite in the title. And good morning to Martin, who says, Hi, Sarah, I love the sun, so don't let the sun go down on me by Elton John and George Michael would be good. Certainly is good. Do keep them coming. Studio at rivieradio.mc. Luxury Properties by Caisse d'Epargne is specialised in the financing of properties on the French Riviera and in France. We work with real estate professionals and future buyers, both French and international. Our professional team speaks many languages and offers personalised solutions perfectly adapted to your projects thanks to our partnerships with notaries, lawyers and brokers. With Luxury Properties, we guarantee the quick processing of any application. Find out more at luxuryproperties-case-epargne.fr. Within the framework of a property loan subject to acceptance of your loan application for the financing of a main residence by the Caisse d'Epargne Côte d'Azur, the lender, the borrower has a 10-day cooling-off period before accepting the loan offer. Completion of the sale is subject to obtaining the loan. If the loan is not obtained, the seller must reimburse the sums paid. Caisse d'Epargne Côte d'Azur, caisse-epargne.fr Get ready for a Europa League game at the Stade Guido on Thursday the 6th of October. AS Monaco plays against Pabzin Sport in the third round of the group stage. Come and support the red and white for this big game. Special offer with free entry for kids under 16. Information and booking online at asmonaco.com. Dota Immobilier is a major real estate agency in Monaco, also covering the French Riviera. Created in 1894, Dota has the property know-how to give you the best advice and offer you the personalized service that you deserve. Rentals, sales, and private management. Make the right choice. Contact Dota Immobilier, Dota.mc. That's D-O-T-T-A dot M-C. Don't miss the 106.5 Riviera Radio Full English Breakfast Show. Brought to you by Air France of the largest networks in the world. Tune in every weekday morning from 7 to 10 for news, music and fun on the 106.5 Riviera Radio Full English Breakfast Show with Air France. France is in the air. La France est dans l'air. On FM and DAB Plus across the Côte d'Azur, on your phone and worldwide online. This is Riviera Radio with the latest local news for the south of France. Good morning, it's 7.30. I'm Sarah Lysa reporting. France's Energy Regulation Commission has announced that while French gas reserves are full for this winter, it calls on the population to make a huge collective effort to cut down on energy consumption. The announcement, made on Wednesday, makes France the third European country, after Belgium and Portugal, to fill its natural gas storage capacities to the maximum. And with Russian gas exports to France having completely dried up since September the 1st, France's Energy Transition Minister had said the government's objective was to fill gas stocks to 100% before November. 
Having, however, maximum gas stocks does not rule out the risk of difficulties this winter. In a report published, the International Energy Agency, the IEA, said gas savings in Europe remained crucial. The French government will today present its so-called energy sobriety plan, aimed at urging all sectors of economic and social life to work at reducing energy consumption by 10%. In other news this Thursday morning, a national strike movement concerning nursery school staff is taking place today. According to the unions, in Nice, 23 nurseries will be closed and three will have a restricted reception. Locally, the action is in protest against working conditions which have deteriorated and among the demands is the urgent recruitment of personnel. As part of the movement, a rally is planned at Place Garibaldi at 9.30 this morning, a demonstration which should end in front of the town hall of Nice. Since opening the sale of train tickets for the holiday season, the SNCF has said that it sold over 30 tickets per second on its website on Wednesday. The SNCF website and the SNCF Connect application witnessed some technical problems due to the high demand over a period of six to eight hours, with up to 100,000 connections per minute. In total, 9 million TGV, WeGo and Intercity tickets were on offer for the period running from December the 11th to January the 2nd and until July the 7th for WeGo tickets. That's a million more than last year. According to a study published today by IFOP, uh, 66% of French employees would be in favour of setting up a menstrual leave in the workplace. Uh, Spain is currently leading the way in Europe, being the first to present a bill creating a menstrual leave. And the study showed that 64% of employees surveyed said they would use it if it were available. Two-thirds of employees even consider a company that offers it more attractive, a figure that rises to 76% among 15 to 24-year-olds, and more than half of the employees surveyed have said they experience painful periods. And nevertheless, the introduction of menstrual leave raises concerns. Among the women who say they would not use menstrual leave, 53% explain that they are afraid that they will not be believed or that they will be considered lazy. In addition, 71% of employees consider that menstrual leave would be a hindrance to hiring women and 70% uh, that it would be an obstacle to taking on responsibilities in the company. In addition, 66% of female employees say they fear being teased. Organisers of the 2024 Olympic Games in Paris have unveiled the marathon route from the Paris City Hall to the Invalides and via the Palace of Versailles. The marathon will take place on the 10th and the 11th of August 2024. The course has been praised by Paula Radcliffe, holder of the women's world record between 2003 and 2019, who described it as mythical. Hollywood actor Brad Pitt has just launched his cosmetics brand in the Vaucluse, named Le Domaine. Uh, the ingredients come from the productions or the productions of the Chateau Miraval in the VAR with creams and treatments promising an anti-aging effect. Uh, the actor has teamed up with the Perrin family for the second time following the success of the famous Chateau Miraval Côte de Provence Rosé. The skincare products based on grapes ensure an anti-aging effect. Uh, speaking to British Vogue, Pitt said, I know there are new products almost every day uh, that people try to launch, but if I hadn't seen a real difference visually in my skin, we wouldn't have bothered. Uh, before adding that while he still doesn't promise a miracle solution, it's more about treating your skin in a healthy way. The domain has teamed up with two scientific researchers to create the cosmetics.
Finally, Princess Charlene has been spotted for a second time this week at the Paris Fashion Week after she attended the Louis Vuitton Spring-Summer 2023 Catwalk Show. The princess looked incredible as she posted a chic photo of her ensemble on Instagram. Riviera Radio Business News. Brought to you by Barclays. In this morning's business news, petrol prices are expected to rise around the world after some of the world's top oil-producing countries have agreed to cut the amount they export. Members of OPEC+, Plus, a group that includes Saudi Arabia and Russia, said they would slash production by 2 million barrels per day. The group said it wanted to stabilise prices, which have fallen in recent months as the world economy slows. But the decision raised fears that prices for motorists will climb. The price of a barrel of Brent crude jumped another almost 2% to more than $93 a barrel on Wednesday. Hong Kong says it will give away 500,000 airline tickets worth £224.3 million as it tries to boost its COVID-hit tourism industry. The city rolled back several of its coronavirus rules in recent weeks. However, major airlines are struggling to get their flight schedules back to pre-pandemic levels. On Wednesday, British airline Virgin Atlantic said it will stop operating in Hong Kong because of issues linked to the Ukraine war. And in the UK, the average mortgage interest rate has risen to above 6%, meaning households are paying the greatest portion of their income on mortgage payments since 1989. According to the data from Moneyfax, the financial information company, mortgage holders are now paying average interest rates of 6.07%. The increases have resulted in the highest mortgage rates since 2008. On the foreign exchanges, one euro is worth 99 cents. The British pound is buying one US dollar 13 cents. The pound's worth one euro 14 cents, which means the euro is trading at 87.26 pence. Bitcoin at $20,357.43. Ethereum $1,373.75. And commodities, the price of an ounce of gold, $1,723.82. And a barrel of Brent crude, $93.57. Barclays Private Bank brings you Riviera Radio Business News on 106.5 FM. At Barclays, our size is your strength. And we've been using the entire reach of the Barclays Group to bring a global perspective and unique investment opportunities to our clients in Monaco since 1922. To find out more, search Barclays Private Bank or call the Monaco Private Banking Team on 9315-3535. Riviera Radio, Sports News. In Formula One, Formula One's governing body has delayed the publication of its inquiries into whether any team breached the sport's budget cap last year. The FIA told F1 teams last week that it planned to issue certificates of compliance or otherwise on the 5th of October. But the FIA said in a statement on Wednesday that it was a long and complex process that is ongoing. It would be concluded to enable the release of the certificates on Monday, the 10th of October. The delay is likely to infuriate the teams who are all in Japan ahead of this week's Grand Prix. 
In golf, the Saudi-backed LIV Golf Series has signed a strategic alliance with the Middle East and Africa Tour, which it says will allow its players to earn world-ranking points. LIV Golf is not currently recognised by official World Golf Ranking, so players risk sliding down the rankings and missing out on entry to the majors. Finally in football, in the Champions League on Wednesday night, Manchester City swept aside Copenhagen FC, beating them 5-0. It's their third win out of three matches in Group G of the Champions League. Here's more football news from BBC Sport. BBC Premier League update from the home of Premier League football. Hello, I'm Paul Serres at the BBC Sports Centre. Chelsea beat Milan 3-0 in the Champions League group stage to register their first win in this season's competition. Wesley Fofana, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang and Rhys James were on the score sheet for the Blues. Their manager Graham Potter was happy with his side's performance. Delighted with performance, yeah, and the attitude um, <clears throat> against a top opponent. We had to play well, we had to act well, I thought we did. Um, clean sheet, three goals. Um, we had to suffer as well, which is good to do because um, you have to do that in a game at the top at the top level in any game. So really pleased with the players. They've they've worked really hard this week, and um, it's a good start for us. Erling Haaland scored twice as Manchester City thrashed FC Copenhagen 5-0 in the group stage to make it a perfect three wins from three. Manchester United go to Cyprus to face Omoni and Nicosia in the Europa League on Thursday. Their Portuguese international Bruno Fernandes says they have to bounce back from their Manchester derby defeat with a win as soon as possible. hasn't changed nothing on our ideas, on our way of playing, on, on what we want to do as a team. And I think it should be like that. The club doesn't want to change nothing at all because I think it's a process, as, as the manager said. Nottingham Forest manager Steve Cooper will remain in his job after high-level meetings at the club. However, Forest have appointed former Watford technical director Filipinos Giraldi as the club looked to adjust to life in the top flight. Cooper's position was in doubt after Forest lost 4-0 at Leicester City on Monday, the club's fifth successive Premier League defeat, which left them bottom of the table. And for more football news from the BBC, go to bbc.com forward slash football. BBC Premier League update from the home of Premier League football. Taking a look at the marine weather for coastal areas, uh, 20, up to 20 miles offshore, the Outmara team and the VAR, the general situation is a depression of 1,026 millibars. Winds are variable, uh, force 1 to 3, the sea is calm with good visibility and uh, the barometric pressure for Sandron Capfra is 1,026 millibars. Uh, for North Corsica, winds are easterly. Force 2 to 4, the sea is moderate with good visibility and the barometric pressure for Cap Course is 1,027 millibars. Sunny, cloudy, I don't think they can make up their mind. They start off saying sunny, but there could be some uh, cloudy patches, a gentle breeze, highs of 22 to 23 degrees along the coast in Monton, Monaco and Nice. Sunny and light winds in Saint-Tropez, highs of 23 degrees. This evening going down to 13 degrees with clear skies. And the outlook for Friday and heading into the weekend, remaining fine tomorrow, sunny intervals on Saturday and light cloud on Sunday, highs of 21 to 23 degrees. Finally... 
a letter that Queen Victoria wrote while she may have been drunk in which she demanded to know the height of a donkey could fetch up to £1,500 at auction. The note, penned by the monarch to a friend, was discovered as part of a royal treasure trove in the home of a retired antique dealer on the Isle of Wight. Experts think that she may have been tipsy at the time because of the large size of her writing. And there are also indications within the letter that Queen Victoria adopted an early form of text speak in her correspondence by shortening her own name to Q. You're up to date. All the news is available on our website, rivieradio.mc, and you can check out our Facebook page, 106.5 Riviera Radio. Uh, taking your requests for Feel Good Friday, the theme this week uh, being songs about your favourite things. Not your favourite song, but a song which is about or mentions your favourite thing. Who have we got up this morning? Uh, very good morning uh, to Sam. For Feel Good Friday, I was going to ask for Fat Labrador by Mr. Windle, as my favourite thing is my dogs, but I can't inflict that on anyone. So you're going to have Black Coffee in Bed by Squeeze. Okay, very reasonable of you. And uh, Jan from Vance says, Dear Sarah, please could you play me Three Cool Cats by The Coasters. Uh, for me, as every house needs at least one cat, or ideally more. And a very good morning to Christina and Frankie. As uh, Frankie, well, he's converted himself to cats. He's now I've got three of them, having said he would never ever have one. New radicals, and you get what you've given. 744 Riviera Radio, the full English breakfast show. Sixty years of tailoring heritage and an unsurpassed reputation, Redmain 1860 is the embodiment of Savile Row elegance. Steered by renowned head cutter Thomas Mahon, appointments are available this week on the 7th and 8th of October at Villa Capricciosa in Bolliol-sur-Mer. Thomas and the team look forward to welcoming you. To reserve your appointment, simply Google Redmain Tailors or for more information, visit rivieraradio.mc. Beau Concept invites you to celebrate 70 years of Danish craftsmanship in an entirely redesigned store in Valbonne. Our professional interior designers will advise and assist you in your home decoration projects while you discover the new collection and visit our new showroom. And until the 10th of October, you can enjoy 15% off the entire collection. Discover the world's largest Beau Concept store in Valbonne on the Route de la Valmasque. Open Monday to Saturday from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Beau Concept, meubles et design danois depuis 1952. Are you looking for a bank with local expertise? At Crédit Agricole, our teams can provide solutions to local and international clients, wealth management, socially responsible investments, and even a structure dedicated to top executives. From Montan to Saint-Tropez, expertise and proximity can be found at Crédit Agricole. People come to us because we're English, but they come back to us because we're good. EnglishOstipath.com 
Traffic and Travel is brought to you by Lutam Car Rental. Beep, 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 yeah. Riviera Radio Travel News. Taking a look at the A8 motorway, it's the usual problems at this time of the morning coming into Monaco. Very slow moving. The tunnel has reopened, uh, but slow moving coming off the A8 motorway into Monaco. And after the junction, or exit rather, 58 Roquebrun heading uh, westbound towards Aix-en-Provence. And it's slow moving in both directions at 42 uh, Mougins. Uh, taking a look at the trains, there's nothing else to report apart from that earlier five-minute delay. And 7.26 at Nice to Grasse. It should have left by now though and at Nice International Airport there was just one delay on the arrivals uh, that was the 8 uh, 30 20 rather expected in uh, from Munich was at landing uh, 10 minutes later at 8 30. Traffic and travel brought to you by Lutam six agencies on the French Riviera for a pleasant and safe rental experience visit lutam.fr 7.52, still taking your requests for Feel Good Friday tomorrow. The theme being uh, songs about your favourite uh, things. If your favourite colour is uh, blue, then it's a song with blue in the title. What's your favourite season? It could be a song with a season in the title. Very good morning to David, who has asked for the lullaby of spring by Donovan. After a long, cold winter, spring always feels great. Studio at rivieradio.mc. A Coldplay in my universe uh, ahead of uh, property services and a look at the papers and the BBC News live from London at 8 o'clock. Press Review is brought to you by BMW Cote d'Azur. Taking a look at the front pages in the UK, uh, the Eye says the ministers are pressuring Liz Truss uh, to reverse plans for a real-terms squeeze on universal credit and other benefits, uh, with one rebel cabinet minister telling the Eye that the Prime Minister is set for a climb-down. Uh, on the front page of the Daily Express, Liz Truss has swept aside Conservative Party turmoil by vowing to get Britain through the tempest. And uh, on the front page of the Times, a former cabinet minister has warned that the Conservative Conservative Party faces a landslide defeat at the next election unless, unless Liz Truss changes course. BBC News live from London is coming up after property services. And in the next hour, we're talking business. I have the pleasure of being joined by the CEO of Barclays, Gerard Mathieu, and Henk Potts. Uh, so don't go away. Uh, but first, property services. The Press Review, brought to you by BMW Cote d'Azur, Nice Premium Motors, Bayonne Avenue Cannes. BMW Store Monaco and JPV Fréjus. Boost your business with the Business Drive BMW range. Find all the BMW Business Drive offers at your car dealer. Riviera Radio Property and Services. Brought to you by Le Prince Immobilier. Located in the heart of Nice, Le Prince is the only partner you need to achieve all your real estate projects. Combining local knowledge, global expertise and the latest technologies. Find out more at leprincerealty.com. Riviera Radio. 
sunny with a gentle breeze, highs of 22 to 23 degrees along the coast in Monton, Monaco and Nice. A sunny and light winds in Saint-Tropez, highs of 23. This evening going down to 13 degrees with clear skies. And the outlook for Friday and heading into the weekend, remaining fine tomorrow, sunny intervals on Saturday and light cloud on Sunday, highs of 21 to 23 degrees. Uh, the sun rose here in Monaco at 7.33 and will set this evening at 2 minutes past 7. Traffic and travel, brought to you by monaco-occasions.com. Taking a look at the roads, uh, coming into Monaco off the A8 motorway is very slow moving, but the tunnel has reopened. Uh, slow moving at exit 42 Muja in both directions. There's nothing to report on the train network, and there are no delays or cancellations at Nice International Airport. Traffic and travel, brought to you by monaco-occasions.com. Offering the largest range of prestigious vehicles in Monaco, with over 200 available used cars. Seven minutes past eight o'clock. You're listening to the Full English Breakfast Show on Riviera Radio. Coming up at 8.30, we'll have all the news, sports and weather. And we will be joined this hour for an extra long uh, financial news bulletin from Henk Potts, who's live in the studio with me from Barclays. Also coming up, we'll have the and finally and the news from the BBC at nine o'clock. And still taking your requests for Feel Good Friday tomorrow. Uh, the theme being all about your favourite things. It's not your favourite song, but a song which is a about or mentions your favourite thing. It could be your favourite city, uh, Ella Fitzgerald and I Love Paris. A very good morning to Ines, who has said, please, Sarah, could I have A Lady in Red by Christy Burr? You certainly can. And Ian in Liverpool has asked for a Watch the Sun Come Up by Example. Do keep them coming. Studio at rivieradio.mc. Private Bank brings you Riviera Radio Business News on 106.5 FM. At Barclays, our size is your strength. And we've been using the entire reach of the Barclays Group to bring a global perspective and unique investment opportunities to our clients in Monaco since 1922. To find out more, search Barclays Private Bank or call the Monaco Private Banking Team on 9315 3535. Ten past eight, and I have the pleasure of welcoming live into the studio Gerald Mathieu, Head of Private Bank Europe and Middle East Chief Executive Officer Monaco, at the head of the AMAF's commission, Promotion de la Place, uh, which we'll find out more about in a moment. Uh, first of all, good morning, Gerald, and thank you for coming into Riviera Radio. Good morning, Sarah, and thank you very much for inviting me. Uh, first, Barclays Private Bank is celebrating 100 years in Monaco this year. Could you maybe tell me what have been some of the highlights so so indeed, we are celebrating our 100 years. We are extremely proud of that. I want to say thank you very much to our clients for their loyalty and to our colleagues also. Um, and, and this has been a fantastic year so far for us. So we have organized a lot of, of events. We are uh, with our local partners, uh, the ecosystem here. Uh, we've been part of the Ocean Week. We've been part of the, the Blue Finance Initiative. Uh, we are organizing a lot of, of events with our clients and colleagues. Uh, it, it's really that opportunity for us to be 
uh, to be uh, even more active and, and, and being close to our clients and to our friends here in Monaco. And I believe the last two, two things coming up are the golf trophy tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing a golf trophy. It's also nice to, to, to spend some social time with our, with our clients and with their family and friends. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. We, we also do this type of event with, uh, with our clients and friends, yes. And you'll be taking part? I will be taking part, and Hank also is a very good player. Yeah, yeah. So I, what's your handicap then? Uh, yeah, it used to be uh, 15, but uh, yeah, I don't have time to play anymore, but okay. <laughs> I'll do my best. But, uh, <laughs> better, be. <laughs> better than mine, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, uh, also, uh, Barclays Private Bank is heavily involved in funding solutions on many important real estate projects here in the Principality. Can you tell us a bit more and expand on that? Absolutely. I mean, uh, not only in the Principality, but also uh, in the overall French Riviera. Um, um, we have a team here in, uh, in, uh, in Monaco uh, at Barclays, which is dedicated to, uh, to credit and to financing. And, and we are really part of this, uh, again, overall ecosystem. Uh, we have a strong appetite for real estate financing. It's part of our DNA. Uh, uh, that's not the only thing we're doing, of course. But yeah, for our clients, it's very important that we are part of it. And uh, we engage and, and finance their real estate project, yeah, absolutely. And looking into the future, what are the, uh, the growth plans for Europe and the Middle East? So, so, so we have uh, indeed uh, uh, an ambitious growth uh, growth plan in the in the region because uh, I'm also leading uh, Switzerland, uh, uh, from where we develop several countries. Part of it is the Middle East uh, region, uh, of course. Uh, in Dubai, we have also uh, we have also an office. It's a very important uh, region for uh, for for Barclays. We have opened uh, also uh, uh, a new activity in France, in Spain, in Italy, uh, and we do it from Dublin, which is our European platform. Form. Those clients also coming from all those regions connect very much one to another. They are uh, active entrepreneurs, uh, they are families, and they want Barclays to help them grow their business, uh, their wealth, and give it to the next generation. Uh, but it's also nice to have a kind of international franchise where we can bring them uh, all over the world because they are uh, citizens of the world. Well, it's non-stop. You must be a very, very busy man. It's good busy. It's good busy. <laughs> good busy. <laughs> and uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, uh, recently appointed as head of the MAAF's Commission, uh, Provincial de la Place, uh, inspired by projects uh, by Frederick Genta, uh, Interministerial Delegate for Attractiveness and Digital Transition, who I've had the pleasure of meeting several times He's coming to Riviera Radio. Uh, what does your role involve in this? My, my role is uh, is indeed to uh, to help the um, the the, the math uh, and also the entire uh, ecosystem and, uh, and being close to the government, uh, indeed Frédéric Janta, but also Jean Castellini uh, who are doing fantastic uh, project to, uh, to, to grow the principality, to attract uh, new residents, but also new talents, you know, we, we need to bring new talents to the, to the principality. That's the, uh, that's the idea. Uh, we, we, we will be working uh, very closely with, again, uh, Jean Castellini on the uh, impact investing, uh, everything which is Sustainable. I was talking about blue finance. Uh, uh, how can we preserve uh, the uh, the environment and the planet? It is our duty to engage with our clients and to show that the principality and the banks uh, are providing excellent service and solution to uh, to uh, to clients and to the residents. Uh, we we should not be shy vis-à-vis uh, -vis, uh, Singapore, uh, Dubai, uh, and any other uh, place. I mean, uh, Monaco is uh, is uh, moving forward and. 
is showing a lot of expertise and, and talent. So we should be proud of that. Mm. Uh, you have 27 years, I believe, of, of wealth management behind you. How, how, do you. how have you seen it change? I mean, in the, in the recent years, is looking to sustainability and, and in your view, I mean, is it moving as quickly as you'd like it to? I think, I think we can move it uh, uh, much more quickly. That's what our clients are expecting from us and particularly the new generation. Uh, and, and they are expecting from us also m- more transparency. Probably, you know, uh, uh, impact investing is not a marketing uh, uh, trend or a fashion. It, sh- it, it is something which should be done very seriously. Uh, uh, and, 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 and we should be going very deeply in everything that we propose uh, to really uh, 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 give it to the next generation which are really expecting that uh, from us. So, so it's, there is really a, a duty there and, and that's what our colleagues are doing. And I think the banks in Monaco are really uh, showing the, the way and the, and the trend uh, close to the government. Uh, Gérard Mathieu, head of uh, and CEO of Barclays, thank you very much. Thank I won't keep much. you any longer. You're playing golf tomorrow. <laughs> and as we mentioned earlier, you're very, very busy. What else do you do to relax here on the Riviera apart from golf? Uh, I take good time with my family and with my friends and I try to do uh, some, some sport also, yeah. <laughs> you try and balance the two. Okay, Absolutely. and maybe, are you going to give me a request for tomorrow's Feel Good Friday? Your favourite, your song about a favourite thing. So okay. it could be like your favourite season or, or colour or car. Uh, color would be blue, of course, uh, for the region, yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, blue, blue. And the song? Ah, oh, the song, I don't know, but uh, it can be a, a song with Elton John, where we, we are almost neighbor here in the region, so uh, yeah, I would love to hear Elton John. Elton John uh, singing about <laughs> being blue. Well, thank you very much for thank coming in, and, and do come back again soon. With pleasure. Thank good you luck again. tomorrow at the golf tournament. Bye-bye. Uh, bye-bye to Gerard Mathieu, CEO of Barclays. Barclays Private Bank brings you Riviera Radio Business News on 106.5 FM. At Barclays, our size is your strength. And we've been using the entire reach of the Barclays Group to bring a global perspective and unique investment opportunities to our clients in Monaco since 1922. To find out more, search Barclays Private Bank or call the Monaco Private Banking Team on 9315-3535. Riviera Radio Business News. 8.20, well it's all go here in the studio this morning. I have the pleasure in person of introducing Hank Potts, you do exist. Good morning, good morning. It's a Barclays takeover of Riviera Radio this morning. It's really upping the tone. This is this is wonderful stuff. Riviera Radio is turning Barclays blue. That's what we like to see. How are you, Hank? I'm very well, actually. Monaco's beautiful this time of year, isn't it? I was here in the hustle and bustle of the summertime and it was a It's always a little bit overwhelming, I suppose. But I had a lovely flight in yesterday from London last evening and a a nice journey in from the airport. And what an amazing job Monaco has done in transforming itself. I walked through Casino Square, Hotel de Paris. looks absolutely beautiful. The way they've reworked the traffic through the through the square is wonderful. And then I was looking at the reclaimed land or the reclaiming of the sea with the, with the land that they're building there. What an engineering marvel that is. And it just shows you at the forefront that Monaco can really be in some of these, these key areas. So I love being in the Principality. I, I don't think I've ever seen it looking better. I had a, a nice walk from the 
hotel to the studio today. So I'm, I'm feeling good about the world, actually, even if uh, even if there is some turmoil in the uh, in the global economy and financial markets. Well, it certainly suits you. You're looking very well. Bump into any famous faces? Don't you normally bump into Sir Stelios on your way down? Normally, Sir Stelios and I have a, a morning stroll through the port as, as I head into the studio. I was watching out for him, but he, he wasn't there. Perhaps he was uh, on his usual jogging path, but uh, no doubt I'll catch up with him at some point over the next few days. Okay, well, let's move on with what you're really here to talk about, which is uh, it's been a difficult time in the global economy. How concerned should we be about uh, the economic outlook? Well, listen, that's an important question. There's no doubt about that. The war in Ukraine, coupled with the intensification of COVID restrictions in China, those surging price pressures we've seen so many headlines about and been certainly living with, along with a tightening of financial conditions, have created almost a perfect storm, you could argue, and the accumulation of those dark clouds has encouraged us to reduce our growth forecast for this year and of course push up our inflation expectations. So where are we today? Well we still expect the global economy to grow around about 2.8% during the course of this year but that's a significant downgrade compared to that 4.4% projection that we proffered back in January. It's also below the 3.3% medium term trend growth rate we should be expecting from the global economy. No surprise as I say our inflation expectations have been rising as well. We're now expect global consumer prices to rise by 6.7% during the course of this year. To put that in some sort of context for you, global CPI rose 3.2% in 2021. But perhaps as we'll come on to, we do think those price pressures will ease back down again over the course of the next 12 to 18 months. In fact, we've got global CPI averaging 3.6% during the course of next year. But the reality is those risks continue to be skewed to the downside in terms of the economic outlook. There's a number of factors that you could point to that could turn output pot negative, should I say, over the course of the next few quarters. And that includes a further de-anchoring of inflation expectations, resulting in the need for tighter monetary policy, uh, an escalation of the war in Ukraine, further rationing or sanctioning around Russian energy, sharper slowdown playing out in China. Alongside that, of course, you've got the pandemic. How's that going to play out over the course of the autumn? What mutations will we see? What impact will that have on activity? What does it mean in terms of supply chain? So lots of risks that you can point to there. But I think despite the fact we've become more sanguine around global growth, we should also acknowledge that labour markets still remain very robust. Household and corporate balance sheets still look very healthy. The service sector still has room to grow. And perhaps pushing out a little bit, we're getting to the point we think of peak price pressures. We see the end of the hiking cycle in many regions in terms of interest rates. So if we were to see a recession, our expectation is it's likely to be a mild and short-lived one. Well, as you say, inflation has, has been the key driver of policy. And why have price pressures become so pronounced? And, and does this, this mean that the inflation profile, what does it look like over the next, say, 12 to 18 months? Yeah, so listen, I think the reality is that when you look at those price pressures playing out, they certainly have been pronounced. Why has that been the case? Well, the sheer size and the scale of the stimulus packages that were put in place as a result of the pandemic, the unleashing of that pent-up demand as economies reopened, we were acutely aware that price pressures were likely to materialise. Of course, the ramifications of the war in Ukraine on commodity markets, the impact of COVID restrictions on China, on supply chains have multiplied the magnitude of those price pressures up to multi-decade highs. But look
looking forward, we think there are reasons to see those price pressures starting to ease back. Some of those are technical and statistical factors, technical factors including base effects, of course. You've seen governments introducing plans to try and mitigate the impact of higher energy bills on consumers and on businesses as well. But alongside that, tighter monetary policy has been moderating demand. If you look at the retail sector, you've got elevated levels of inventory there, which is taking some of the pressure off the good side. You could argue we're starting to see an improvement in terms of the supply of labour. Participation rates have been picking up. Commodity prices have been stabilising as well. You only have to look at oil, for example. Crude prices are down 25% during the course of the second quarter. And I think an increase in terms of capacity, a reduction in terms of restrictions, is helping to slowly improve some of those supply chains. So if you look at global semiconductors today, for example, which remember there's real concerns about the shortage there, the supply and demand dynamic looking an awful lot better today. Shipping costs have come down quite considerably as well. So where are we with inflation today? Well, we do think price, prices will peak over the course of the next few months. But we still see inflation above the target level in many of the key regions, and that's been keeping the pressure, of course, on central bankers. If you look at policy normalisation, it's been earlier, it's been much more aggressive than was anticipated. But I think if we were to see that moderation in price pressures shining through in terms of those inflation reports, that would take some of the intensity out of the hiking narrative that's been dominating markets and allow policymakers perhaps to orchestrate a softer economic landing than many economists or perhaps markets have been pricing in. Hank Potts from Barclays. We'll have a break. New sports and weather and you'll, you'll stick around. I'll stick around. Coffee's good. <laughs> Coffee's no good. No, there aren't any. Sorry about What's that. What's going on? I might have a stale Jaffa cake in my drawer if you Lovely. want that. <laughs> Hank Potts from Barclays. Barclays Private Bank brings you Riviera Radio Business News on 106.5 FM. At Barclays, our size is your strength. And we've been using the entire reach of the Barclays Group to bring a global perspective and unique investment opportunities to our clients in Monaco since 1922. To find out more, search Barclays Private Bank or call the Monaco Private Banking Team on 9315 3535. We all want a happy life, but why does it seem so difficult? How much money is enough? And what's true love? This is Gavin Sharp from Riviera Wellbeing. I'll be addressing all this at the Good Life Extravaganza on Saturday, October 15th at the Monte Carlo Bay Hotel. There are only limited places left, so to secure your ticket, visit rivierawellbeing.com. Ticket proceeds to Childcare Monaco. See you there. Vous recherchez une banque de proximité qui accompagne ses clients résidents et internationaux avec des solutions sur mesure Au Crédit Agricole, nous mettons toute notre expertise au service de vos projets. Gestion patrimoniale, investissement socialement responsable et une structure dédiée aux dirigeants d'entreprise. De Menton à Saint-Tropez, le Crédit Agricole Banque Privée vous apporte expertise et proximité. Buying, selling or renting your property on the French Riviera, from Menton to Saint-Maxime, at Orpi, our 82 real estate agencies are ready to accompany you in every step of your project. Orpi, the leading real estate network in France, with over 50 years experience, is at your service. Buying, selling, renting, real estate management. Go to orpi.com. The International School of Nice is hosting a special early years and primary open morning on Wednesday the 12th of October. Come and see our newly renovated facilities and learn more about our outstanding child-centred IB primary years curriculum. Sign up and learn more at isn-nice.com. 
Attention all gourmets and food lovers. This year you can celebrate a tasty autumn in Teul-sur-Mer. Until the 31st of October, O4 restaurants will be offering a five-course gourmet menu. Prices are from 55 to 60 euros, drinks included. For more information about autumn in Teul, visit teul-sur-mer.org. Because in today's climate, you need the right information from a trusted source, the weather forecast is brought to you by Nice Properties, your real estate partner on the French Riviera. Sunny with a gentle breeze, highs of 22 to 23 degrees along the coast in Monton, Monaco and Nice. Sunny and light winds in Saint-Tropez, highs of 23. This evening going down to 13 degrees with clear skies. And the outlook for Friday and heading into the weekend, remaining fine tomorrow. Sunny intervals on Saturday and light cloud on Sunday. The weather forecast brought to you by Nice Properties. Four agencies from Cannes to Beausoleil and 25 collaborators to help you purchase or sell a quality property on the French Riviera. Visit nice-properties.com. Finally, we all love to have a cuddle with our furry friends and now a new study has shed light on exactly what that is and why it is. Researchers in Switzerland compared brain scans of study participants while they were stroking uh, their dog or a cuddly toy. They found that viewing, feeling and touching the dog engaged the part of the brain that regulates and processes social or emotional interactions in a way that petting the cuddly toy uh, didn't. It hoped that their findings will improve treatments in animal-assisted clinical therapy for patients who struggle with motivation and attention. You're up to date. The news is available on our website, rivieradio.mc, and you can also check out our Facebook page, 106.5 of Riviera Radio. Still taking your requests for tomorrow's Feel Good Friday. It's all about favourite things. Not your favourite song, but a song which is about or mentions your favourite thing. Good morning to Sarah, who says, Can I request Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong? He sings about all the simple things in in life that I appreciate more and more as I get older. A morning to Lorraine who says, can I have Waterloo Sunset by the Kinks, please? I love sunsets and we get the best ones here in JLP. And a morning to Joe who says, how about sailing? Oh, thank you, Joe. And a good morning to Pam. Morning, Sarah. Autumn is definitely my favourite season this year. Isn't the weather amazing? And so in celebration of that, I'd love to hear, hear Autumn's song by the Manic Street Preachers. Do keep them coming. Studio at rivieradio.mc. Nine Hank Potts from Barclays is with me, uh, continuing uh, uh, talking about uh, the economic situation worldwide of finances. Hank, you're still here. I'm still here. I'm not depressing you too much, hopefully. <laughs> is light at the end of the tunnel? Well, yes, hopefully. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Uh, the UK economy appears to be slowing at a rapid rate. A new government has been pushing a radical change in tax and spending policies. Are investors right uh, to dump a UK assets? Well, listen, I think it's certainly an interesting time for the UK economy. You're right to say there has been a significant slowdown. There's no doubt about that. We had an impressive rally or uh, bounce back for the UK economy from the depths of the pandemic, but uh, output has now been shrinking for the first time since uh, since we saw back in uh, in the early days of that pandemic. And I think we've seen widespread weakness across the UK economy. So if you look at household consumption, we've seen retail.
retail sales contracting year on year. We're seeing significant slowdown in manufacturing and construction, lower levels of government spending, particularly in areas such as healthcare. In some ways, that's good news because spending less on testing, less on vaccinations as well. There are some positives when it comes to the UK economy. The service sector continues to recover. UK labour market continues to be very strong. Unemployment in the UK down at 3.6%, which is the lowest that we've seen since the 1970s. In some ways, you could argue it's too strong because if you look at vacancy rates, they still remain very high in the UK. 1.3 million vacancies. That's close to a record high there. Perhaps a reflection of COVID and the impact of Brexit playing out, which means companies are finding it hard to get the workers that they need in order for their business to thrive. So that's putting some pressure on it. We know that real wages have been falling. If you look last month, real wages fell around 2.8% year on year. So you see that cost of living crisis playing out in terms of the UK. If you look at the Bank of England's forecast, they suggest that real pay will fall both this year and next year. Remember, real pay accounts for inflation. And uh, the peak to trough decline will be 5%, which is the largest that we've seen in data that goes back to the 1960s. So continuing to see that play out. Mitigating some of that, of course, is what we've heard from the new government. As you say, they've laid out this radical plan in terms of cutting taxes and a huge energy support bill there. Some of which has been, shall we say, you uh, turned on, but the majority of those packages still remains in place. So you're still talking about a reversal of that 1.25 percentage point increase that we saw in national insurance. They're still scrapping the planned increase on corporations tax Remember, in April next year, it was due to rise from 19% to 25%. There's a moratorium on green levies as well. So that's a radical program right there. You've got this huge, uh, as I say, support bill for energy. So that limits the, or puts a cap on the energy bill for dual fuel, £2,500. There's uh, support for businesses, liquidity for operators in there as well. That's good news. I think it boosts short-term growth. It can help soothe some of that inflation profile, at least in the short term. But a huge fiscal stimulus is also likely to create some price pressures as it boosts demand, I suppose, in the medium term. The question is, who pays for it? And that's the big thing. It comes at a cost. The expectation is those packages account for about £200 billion worth. To put that in some sort of context for you, the total spending on the pandemic remedies was around about £310 billion. So it's a significant package. I think there's no doubt about that. Debt in the UK is rising. We expect it to rise by around about 10%. The budget deficit, we think, increases above 7%. And that's the pressure on the UK finances. And that's the nervousness that we've been seeing playing out in markets. And the big concern, of course, has been the lack of detail about the offsetting revenue and spending measures that could suggest that the government are serious about putting the nation's finances back onto a sustainable path. And that perceived credibility gap is where the government's got to work very hard in order to win back international investors. Now, before we move on to the U.S. economy, just I've noticed that in some of the financial business reports, they say always go back to, as you just mentioned, in the 70s or in the 80s. Now, do you, can we go back and learn and apply from maybe how we came out of those problems at those times? Is there a way of, of coming out the other side from learning from what went before? We can do, and people will point to Margaret Thatcher's time and then we saw pressure on the nation's finances, we saw concerns around the aggressive path that they were taking and we've heard some 
early elements from this government around that improvement in terms of the supply side of the equation, how to transform the UK economy to meet the future challenges, to build up its infrastructure, to create a workforce that's ready for uh, the challenges of, of the new world as we face it. Face reductions in terms of regulations in, in some of those key areas, in finance, in pensions, in housing and construction. So there are a range of factors that you can point to that will alleviate some of the stresses that we have been seeing and allow them to try and push through this radical change policy. Okay, and official data showed the US economy fell into a recession. Uh, do you expect the downturn to continue and what are your forecasts uh, for US interest rates? So that's a lot in that. Uh, listen, officially the US economy did fall into a recession in the in the first half of this year. That really depends upon the definition that you use and who you ask in particular, I suppose, on which side of the aisle that they fall on. We've been looking at the depth and the diffusion of the weakness in the US economy. And actually the scale of the downturn in the US has actually been relatively small. The US economy contracted by 1.6% in Q1 and only 6 tenths 1% during the course of the second quarter. The weakness has primarily been focused on lower levels of inventory build, reduction in residential and business investment, lower levels of government spending as well. Now, the recession deniers in the United States, I suppose, will point to the fact that household consumption growth still remains positive. Labour markets continue to be very strong. If you look at the US labour market, for example, back in July, it was down at 3.5%. That's the lowest that we've seen in around 50 years. Seen a slight pickup over over the course of the past month or so, but still unemployment 3.7%. So labour markets continue to be very strong in the United States. Some of that momentum, I think, will ease out over the course of the next couple of quarters. In fact, we've got US unemployment at 4.4% at the end of next year. So there are some warning signs coming through. You can point to, I suppose, consumption in the United States, the driving force behind the economy. Now, demand has been cushioned there due to those strong labour markets, the excess savings that were built up during the course of the pandemic. But if you look at consumer confidence, if you look at retail sales, they have deteriorated quite significantly over the course of the past year. I think there's some real warning signals coming through from the US housing market. If you look at the US housing market, prices have been very elevated in this post-pandemic boom that's been playing out. Mortgage rates have risen quite substantially. US mortgage rates for 30-year average is now 6.7%. That's the highest that we've seen since 2007. So we'd expect that house price inflation to decelerate quite rapidly over the course of the next year, may even turn negative in terms of UK house prices, sorry, US house prices. So there are pressures, I think, in terms of the US economy. Inflation has been moderated perhaps not as fast as anticipated, and that's kept the pressure on the Federal Reserve. But we do think the end of that hiking cycle in the US is now within vision, but we still think another 75 basis points in November, half of 1%, 50 basis point increase in December, and maybe one more increase in 2023 of 25 basis points. That gets the Fed target, uh, Fed funds target range up to four and a half to four and three quarter percent. We think that's the end of the hiking cycle, but then as weakness starts to shine through in terms of the US economy to look out to next year, then we think there's a possibility we could start to see cuts from the Federal Reserve most likely coming through in the third quarter of next year.
Now, that's, that's the US. So coming back to Europe now, why, why are you more pessimistic about Europe maybe than other regions? Well, hopes of a vigorous recovery in the Eurozone at the start of the year, of course, have been blown away due to the war in Ukraine, the ongoing supply chain disruptions uh, that's been impacting the manufacturing sector, those record price pressures that we've been seeing playing out. So I think we continue to be pretty cautious around the prospects for Europe based on energy security concerns, lower levels of household concerns, Consumption, reduction in terms of industrial production and lackluster levels of investment. We know unlike in the United States, Eurozone household consumption hasn't returned to pre-COVID levels. We think it will remain constrained due to the fact that we've seen elevated and persistent levels of inflation continuing to eat away disposable incomes in the Eurozone. We've got a less resilient labour market in the Eurozone and alongside that we think Eurozone consumers will be less inclined to dip into their excess savings to uh, to continue spending and, and to boost that uh, consumption growth coming through. We think that uh, investment rates will continue to be poor as well, given the fact that you've got higher input costs, you've got higher wages coming through, you've got a tightening of financial conditions and heightened uncertainty as well. We don't think inflation has peaked in the Eurozone. Remember, the latest report showed that Eurozone inflation was at 10% double digits a record high. We think inflation doesn't peak until the fourth quarter of this year, so the quarter we're in now, but then remains elevated through the course of next year with inflation averaging 6.3% in the Eurozone. And that's keeping the pressure on the European Central Bank, despite the fact you've got that weakness in terms of the growth profile playing out. So we look for the European Central Bank to hike by another 75 basis points in October, 25 basis points in December, getting a deposit rate up to one and three quarter percent. Okay, and what about China? Because they're in their pursuit of the zero COVID. Uh, how's that affected their growth? Yeah, China's growth profile has slowed down quite dramatically and quite right to point to the pursuit of zero COVID strategy. Alongside that, you're seeing a slump in terms of the property market and weaker external demand as well. China does continue to pursue that zero COVID strategy where other countries have decided to treat it very much more as an being endemic two reasons why China are doing that. Number one is their decision to vaccinate people who were most likely to catch it. Most countries vaccinated people who were most vulnerable. So if you look at China's population, the percentage of elderly people that have been vaccinated still remain relatively low. The second reason is, of course, a lower efficacy rate for its domestically produced vaccine. So what does that mean in reality? Well, only a handful of cases means it's met with a very strict testing rate regime, an enforced period of quarantine, and then if required, citywide lockdowns. And that, of course, has had an impact in terms of activity, whether it's um, household consumption or whether it's industrial production. We've also seen it playing out in terms of lower levels of employment as well. Property market is really important for China. If you look at construction, land sales, related activities, counts about 25% of GDP. Now, we've seen a significant slowdown within the sector. That's due to previous measures to try and cool it down. There was fears at one stage it was overheating. You've got the fallout from the debt crisis at the property developers. We've also seen this growing movement of people who are boycotting mortgage payments on properties that they've invested in that haven't been given to them. So there's a range of factors that's impacting that sector that's playing out. Authorities have become concerned about the depth and the breadth of the weakness. So we have seen a policy response. We've seen them cutting policy rates, reducing the reserve 
reserve requirement ratios for the banks, a relaxation of the credit policies as well. And on the fiscal side, they've been injecting liquidity, they've been fast-tracking infrastructure projects. But what we've not seen and what you'd normally expect from China is this really aggressive stimulus package to maintain the growth profile. We haven't seen that this time around. So I think policymakers there are concerned about stirring inflation. They're concerned about leverage levels. They're concerned about weakening the currency as well, even further from where we are today. So it looks very unlikely, I think, that China will hit its official growth target. Fishy, they were aiming for growth of 5.5% this year. We think something closer to 2.6% is more likely. And then we see some recovery during the course of 2023, but we've got growth of 4.5% penciled in. Okay, right, well, you've filled me up or kept me up to date on US, uh, Europe, the UK and China. If I've got some investments to do, what yep. are you telling your clients at the moment, the key investment messages that, that you, you tell your clients coming to Barclays? Sure, listen, it's a nervous time for investors, there's no doubt about that. Their concerns, we've been talking about the growth profile for the global economy, they're concerned about inflation, they're concerned about higher interest rates playing out as well. We still expect global growth to remain positive, so something you can take from that valuations are looking more attractive today if i look at the global equities for example they're trading on a 14.3 times forward multiple that's below their 20-year averages europe for example is trading at significant discount european equities are trading on 10.8 times multiple today that's a 16 percent discount to their 20-year averages so some of that is already priced in and remember financial markets look ahead so you could argue they've already had their recession even if that hasn't played out fully in terms terms of the real economy. For me, investors really should be thinking about three major rules. Number one, it's being and staying invested. It's incredibly important. Trying to time markets is very difficult. Waiting to establish when the bottom of the uh, the market is, it's always going to be a very difficult thing. Remember, equity markets, financial markets are incredibly resilient. So being and staying invested is important. Holding an outsized cash position comes at a cost in terms of inflation, but also foregone returns. The second element is active. It's about really being laser focused on the type of companies that you're investing in. We continue, and we've spoken about this before, about the idea about investing in quality growth and in companies that have pricing power. That's particularly important, I think, in the current environment. But it's also thirdly about diversification. And now we think it's important to be diversified, not only across geographical regions, but also across asset classes, government bonds have become investable once again given some of the yields that they're now offering but we think given the fact you're going to see perhaps more muted returns from public markets over the course of the next few years then having an investment partner that can offer you um, opportunities in private assets and uncorrelated assets such as hedge funds is, is really important so I think if you stick to those three principles that's a great way of navigating through this political and economic uncertainty. Okay, and uh, finally, how do you see the FX markets playing out over the next year? Well, we know foreign exchange markets are currently being driven by risk aversion, interest rate predictions, growth rate projections, with an overlay of investment values, all of which has been, of course, very positive for the dollar. Dollar index has been trading up to very recently at a two-decade high. I think the dollar's up 15% or so year to date. The dollar's benefited, of course, from the turmoil that we've seen in energy markets. The US economy is a net exporter of energy, so we've seen a transflow 
uh, transfer of funds from uh, countries who are needing to import energy to those that are exporting it. And we know that the US is less vulnerable to a slowdown in China compared to the open economies that you see in Europe and the UK, for example. But we do think perhaps in the medium term, there is room for some mild dollar depreciation. The dollar's valuation is looking rich at the moment. We can argue the market's already fully priced in the full interest rate hiking cycle in the United States. The US dollar tends to rally at the start of the hiking cycle, then ease back as we come towards the end. So I think we see risk parameters stabilize. The economic um, differences between the US and other countries narrow, then we could see, as I say, some mild dollar depreciation. Our official forecasts, which come from our investment bank, have got euro dollar at 103 at the end of the third quarter 2023 pound against the dollar 118 we've got euro sterling at 0.87 or pound buying you one euro and 15 cents hang pots thank you very much we've run out of time i'm exhausted <laughs> you're Going exhausted. Have to lie down. <laughs> thank you very much hang pots from barclays good to be with you barclays private bank brings you riviera radio business news on 106.5 fm at barclays our size is your strength and we've been using the entire reach of the Barclays Group to bring a global perspective and unique investment opportunities to our clients in Monaco since 1922. To find out more, search Barclays Private Bank or call the Monaco Private Banking Team on 9315 3535. Is your wealth management on track to meet your objectives and provide long-term financial security? Blevins Franks has 45 years' experience managing our clients' capital. We provide a range of integrated financial services to give you peace of mind about your future. Our investment recommendations are personalized for you and designed to be tax efficient and meet your estate planning wishes. Contact Blevins Franks on 04930001780 or visit blevinsfranks.com. Met you the other side. Nine minutes past nine o'clock is the last hour of the Full English Breakfast Show. Coming up at 9.30, we'll have all the news, sports and weather. And a very, very big thank you to Heng Potts and the CEO of Barclays, Gerard Mathieu, for coming in this morning uh, between eight and nine. Always a pleasure to see them, and I hope you found it helpful. And if you uh, do need uh, any information about Barclays, you can go to our website, rivieradio.mc. And I'm um, still taking your requests for the Feel Good Friday. Uh, the theme tomorrow being all about favourite things. Any song about or mentions your favourite thing. It could be your favourite city, your favourite season, your favourite car. Uh, very good morning to Julia, who says, Good morning, Sarah. Uh, thank you for your constant good mood every morning. It makes the commute to work less tedious. Uh, for tomorrow, I would like to request Honesty by Billy Joel. Honesty is really something I appreciate in people, and it's a beautiful song. And Santa Baby. <laughs> oh, I'm not allowed to. Am I? As I like all things in it, and Christmas is coming. Crikey, there's somebody who's playing Christmas music even before I am. Well, thank you very much, Julia, for your lovely words, and uh, I'll see what I can fit in tomorrow morning. The first one, of course, uh, we might pop in a, a, a Christmas track. <laughs> I don't know whether I won't hear the end of it if I do that. Uh, so, still taking your request if you have a, fa a song that mentions uh, a favorite, your favorite thing, or is about your favorite thing, uh, studio at rivieradio.com. MC.
And I'd like to say a very big thank you to my son and daughter for just being them. But my son left, came down for the weekend and as a surprise, he left me a spa treatment and a massage. So thank you very, very much. It was much appreciated. I must have done something right as a mother. And let's face it, they've had to put up with me. Uh, so that's an achievement in itself. But the funny thing, whilst having the massage yesterday, which I felt amazing afterwards, they were playing instrumental music in the background very quietly but because it was instrumental but it was current tracks i spent the whole time challenging myself at guessing what song it was i got nearly all of them you know from crazy by seal to all by myself by celine dion and oasis by you know the wonder wall or wonder wall rather and only one i couldn't get uh, talking of getting songs uh, also this morning during my interview with gerard mathieu the ceo of barclays i asked him what he would choose as his song tomorrow for the feel good friday and he said, well, his favourite colour being blue. It would have to be a song with blue in it. And uh, he wanted something from Sir Elton John. And I had a complete blank. And then I remembered. And my memory got jogged by Alex. Thank you for that. Of course, as a pre-call for tomorrow's show, Sir Elton John. And I guess that's why they call it the blues for the CEO of Barclays, Jared Mathieu. Don't wish it away. Don't look at it like it's forever. Between you and me, I could honestly say that things can only get better. a gentle breeze. Oh no, they're showing saying partly sunny. It's a bit cloudy. Highs of 22 to 23 degrees along the coast of Monton, Monaco and Nice. Sunny and light winds in Saint-Tropez. Highs of 23 degrees. This evening going down to 13 degrees with clear skies. And the outlook for Friday and heading into the weekend. Remaining fine tomorrow. Sunny intervals on Saturday. A light cloud on Sunday with highs of 21 to 23 degrees. 
Finally, Noah and Olivia were the most popular names for boys and girls in 2021 in the UK. Oliver dropped to second place, having been the most popular boy's name for eight years, while Olivia topped the girls' list for the sixth year in a yo in a, in a, yo, in a row. A data from the Office for National Statistics also shows that Henry, oh, I like Henry, uh, replaced Jack in the top ten names for boys, while Florence and Willow replaced Isabella, Rosie and Sophia for girls. You're up to date. What does your name say about you? Would you change your name? My mother was going to call me Lettuce, Lettuce Lysett. That would have been quite good. As I get older, I would have probably quite liked that. Not when I was younger, though. Uh, studio at RivieraRadio.mc if you want to change your name. Uh, go to our Facebook page and have a look, because I put some brilliant photos up. There's a lovely photo of uh, Her Serene Highness, uh, Princess Charlene of Monaco at the Fashion Week. And uh, also all the new sport and weather is on our website, uh, RivieraRadio.mc. So apologies uh, to uh, Brendan, but before I do that, I'm a day late already, uh, just to say that you've got 20 minutes to get your Feel Good Friday request in. It's all about favourite things, uh, not necessarily your favourite song, uh, but a song which is about or mentions your favourite things. So it could mention your favourite city, your favourite colour, your favourite car. Nobody's requested Janis Joplin and Mercedes-Benz. Uh, studio at rivieradio.mc uh, I have had one in from, but now I'm going to lose the other one. I've had an email in from Paul, who says, Hi Sarah, could I have If Paradise is Half as Nice? I like that one. My favourite place is Nice, so this is a bit of a cheat, as it's of course spelt the same, but not the same uh, pronunciation. Uh, please allow it, as I'm here in Nice for the final visit of the year, and celebrating my birthday today. Oh, happy happy birthday. That's Paul from Beverly in East Yorkshire, but who I Yes, it's currently in Nice. Have a great day celebrating, Paul. And back to the request that I forgot, and hopefully uh, it's not too late. It was from Brendan, just to say what a wonderful, wonderful wife he has, Natalie, and to say a big, big thank you. She is his whole world, and she's just bought him a ticket for South Africa to see his friends uh, for his friend's birthday. What an amazing woman you are, Natalie. This was for you on Tuesday, but Lysa only just got round to it. And there are a few other things I haven't got round to, but I've made a list. I'll let you know in a minute. It's Labyrinth and Beneath Your Beautiful. Always makes you cry, this one. You tell all the boys no Makes you feel good Yeah I know you're out of my league But that won't scare me away Oh Carried on so long You couldn't stop if you tried it You've built your wall so high That no one could climb it But I'm gonna try Would you let me See beneath your beautiful Would you let me Take it off now, girl. Take it off now, girl. I wanna see inside. Would you let me see beneath your beautiful tonight? You let all the girls go. 
Sharp and you on Riviera Radio just coming up to 10 to 10. We'll have uh, property services and international news headlines coming up at 10 o'clock. And a big, big shout-out to everybody participating at Riviera Yacht Support's Golf Bonanza. It's kicked off today. Have a fantastic time, guys. Unfortunately, I can't be there. Yes, last minute. Trip to Paris to try and find accommodation for dearest Charlotte, who's having a bit of a time of it. I got shouted at yesterday because one of the agencies, not mentioning any names, I was expecting something back from them. Hadn't heard. I'd given them my email and I called them and said, are you sure you, you, know, you got my email? Yes, I sent it to uh, your email. And she read out the email and I said, oh... I sent it. I said, well, I've checked my junk. I've checked everything. I still haven't got it. And uh, I said, well, maybe you could spell out the email to me just to double check. So she spelled out my name. And she'd added an E to the end of my surname. And I said, oh, doesn't have an E on it. That's what you told me, she said. She said, that, that's, what, that's what you said. <laughs> and I got shouted at. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we're in the pursuit of finding accommodation. I sadly won't be making the golf bonanza, but I'm sure you'll all have a fab time. It's a brilliant event organised by the Riviera Yacht Support. Uh, so have a great time, guys. Also, good morning to Andy. The captain hasn't called me yet, Andy. And the captain who's sitting here on the port of Monaco, you know who you are. You need to call me. And also, a uh, very uh, warm, well, farewell to Joe. Chicago Joe is leaving and sadly I won't make it because I'm in Paris. Uh, but uh, have a safe trip back, Joe. And it's been a pleasure to have you around for so long. It wasn't, you weren't supposed to stay this long. So look at it. Look at it on a positive side. Luxury Properties by Caisse d'Epargne is specialised in the financing of properties on the French Riviera and in France. We work with real estate professionals and future buyers, both French and international. Our professional team speaks many languages and offers personalised solutions perfectly adapted to your projects thanks to our partnerships with notaries, lawyers and brokers. With Luxury Properties, we guarantee the quick processing of any application. Find out more at luxuryproperties-case-epargne.fr. Within the framework of a property loan subject to acceptance of your loan application for the financing of a main residence by the Caisse d'Epargne Côte d'Azur, the lender. The borrower has a 10-day cooling-off period before accepting the loan offer. Completion of the sale is subject to obtaining the loan. If the loan is not obtained, the seller must reimburse the sums paid. Caisse d'Epargne Côte d'Azur, caisse-epargne.fr. Get ready for a Europa League game at the Stade Guido on Thursday, the 6th of October. AS Monaco plays against Trabzonspor in the third round of the group stage. Come and support the red and white for this big game. Special offer with free entry for kids under 16. Information and booking online at asmonaco.com. ICS Côte d'Azur, a bilingual early years and primary school, is having an open morning on Wednesday, the 19th of October. Located in the heart of Sofia Antipolis, our students learn English and French in equal measure and reach their full potential in a safe and caring environment. Reserve your spot at icscotedazur.com. The Weather Forecast, brought to you by Port Vauban, Europe's largest marina. 
sunny with a gentle breeze. Highs of 22 to 23 degrees along the coast in Montan, Monaco and Nice. Sunny and light winds in Saint-Tropez. Highs of 23 degrees this evening going down to 13 degrees with clear skies. The outlook for Friday and heading into the weekend. Remaining fine tomorrow, sunny intervals on Saturday and light cloud on Sunday. And weather forecast brought to you by Paul Vauban. Welcoming you all year round, whether it's for a short or a long stay, or even if you're looking to secure a long-term berth for all yacht sizes up to 160 metres. Find out more at leportvauban.com. That's it from me. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all your emails and all your requests for tomorrow. I think it's going to be a good show. Uh, Feel Good Friday theme tomorrow is all about favourite things, your songs which are about or mention your favourite thing. Uh, so hope you can join me at 7 o'clock. Uh, the news is available on our website, rivieradio.mc. Don't forget to join our Privilege Club. Plenty of fantastic things to be won. And check out our Facebook page, 106.5 uh, Riviera Radio. I'll be back at... T- 12.30 with the lunchtime news and I'm going to leave you with my earworm at the moment. It's a top 10 hit at the, in the UK at the moment and I think it's absolutely brilliant. I don't know what you think but I'm going to play it anyway. A Steve Lacey and Bad Habit. Have a great Thursday. Take care. Speak to you tomorrow. Bye. It's a bad habit Kinda mad that I didn't take a step at it Thought two were too good for me, my dear Never gave the time of day, my dear It's okay, things happen for Reasons that I think are sure, yeah Dear. Funny you come back to me, my dear It's okay, things happen for